Good morning, Remy. Good morning, Breck. It's, um, we're a day later than we normally are. Sorry, I'm trying to get organized here. Not working. She asked me if I was ready. Apparently she wasn't ready. I'm not ready. In my mind, I'm ready, but I'm not really ready. No. Um, it's been, I just, crazy busy for both of us lately and obviously today's Thursday I think and um yesterday it just didn't work out because everybody was still tired yeah I could not wake up and then we set a different time and then Breck got busy but uh I woke up this morning kind of I mean I'm up I'm here present you are like the you are like a little I don't, a little wizard when it comes to getting ready in the morning. Like you text me at, or I text you at seven and at seven twenty or 15, you said you were ready. I'm like, how does that even happen? Cause that did, you didn't shower this morning. I did not shower this morning. But even if I did, you know, I stand there for five minutes and think about my life and that's about it. I don't do anything in the shower. <laughs> I just stand there. <laughs> Speaking of showers. Do you do those cold ones? I do sometimes. Um, really? God, I can't. I couldn't. I'd freeze. Mm -mm. And part of it is like that's a, that's not a new thing. So, um, like in Eastern, like if you practice yoga and stuff like that, or like follow any Eastern philosophy, you're always supposed to shower for like five to ten minutes with cold water before you go to sleep. But. Uh, sometimes I also just shower with cold water because there's five other people that live in my house. and That would be the only reason that I would shower with cold water as well. <laughs> and what's funny is like I, I either shower like, so what I do is I take like the hottest shower possible and then I'll turn the cold water on for five minutes. But um, I saw this theory last night that we are going to be entering a, a new ice age because after every heating of the planet, which this is true. So I actually wrote my, my uh, thesis my honors thesis on something that was like the little ice age. It, it was the, it was about Bruges in the 11th century, but it, it, there's a lot of famine because there's a second little ice age. So this guy's got this whole theory that we're entering a little ice age and that all these cold plunge challenges and stuff like that is the government just getting us ready. So we're like, Oh my God, it's negative 50 outside. Good thing. My body's going to perform really well today. <laughs> I've lived in negative 50 and I don't think that a cold water shower will prepare you for that. I really don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it. Would, I, I think it's a, I don't know. You lost me at thesis, Remy. I'm going to be honest. The other thing too, is if, if, you know, if it was great for you, then everyone in the Midwest would be super toned and fit and, you know, not eating. Have you seen me? I've seen you. I've also seen a lot of other people in the Midwest and they tend to look more like me than you. <laughs> oh my God. Alrighty. It was a crazy weekend um, for both of us, I believe. I mean, Remy and I usually talk pretty often and I feel like since last week, we've hardly talked at all because we've both been busy. Yeah, I've been really busy. You had your, here's your challenge. Was that last weekend? Was that the weekend before? No, I'm so confused. <laughs> it was so last confused. weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was last weekend and it was, um, 
it was so good. You know, it makes me super emotional. And it's really like Remy and I both love to write. And the way I feel during and after one of them is really hard for me to put on paper. Have you ever had that happen? Sometimes. Usually it's the opposite for me. It's like a lot of word vomit that I don't let anybody see. I just have, I struggle with what's like how to express how I feel about it because um, like I can barely announce the winners without crying, Remy. And I don't know these women, but I, I mean, I, I know, I know a lot of them. I don't know. There's a good handful. I don't know. And it's hard for me because I've seen over the years, like, how hard they've worked, where they started. Um, I've watched their journey unfold and it's really cool. I love to see it. There was multiple times that multiple women were bawling throughout the weekend and it was all good things, like good stories, like a lot of new moms who we're going away for their, from their babies for the first time and they're really struggling with it. Um, a lot of moms, like, didn't we talk about last week or the week before, like the whole transition of having children to everybody kind of moving out. Yeah. Moms like that, that their kids were starting to move out. Um, people who, had no confidence whatsoever like let me push them and to do good things I don't know it's really hard for me to put into words how I feel after all of it I feel like it energizes me helping and watching them do really good things so um, oh, I got a I got a Facebook message this week about last week's topic and um, it was from another horse trainer and she sent me a message because I didn't have kids, but you know, like, thank you for talking about what she talked about because while I didn't have kids, it's all these things. And I think we relate a lot of stuff to kids, but there's a lot of things we do that take up a lot of mental and emotional space. And then when you're done with them, you feel empty. And it's not that the thing itself made you feel empty, but there's a part of your, there's a part of you that's missing now. And it doesn't necessarily have to be kids. It can be a job, it can be a hobby. It can be whatever. And, um, so I'm glad that you got to see, to make magic for people and have a new. I love that. Maybe that is what it is, Remy. Like, yeah, like right now I've got tears in my eyes just because that feeling comes back of, and it sounds so corny and I'm not, I'm being totally for real. It takes a lot of energy out of me to do it. You know what I'm talking about? Because it's like, you're giving your energy to somebody else and it's very exhausting I mean, I was, I've been in bed. Like I, I usually am kind of, I'm like you, we're late. We stay up late, but I've been in bed by, with the exception of Saturday night, by like 8.39 since last week, I've been going to bed super early. And I think it's because you give a lot of energy in order to do what we do. We give a lot of energy to others. We give our energy to others and, um, it's like the green mile when they suck, you know what I'm talking about? When they suck the poison out of him, that's almost what it, it doesn't feel like. It, that is what it feels like. It feels like somebody is just in a good way, sucking, you're giving their your energy to them and it's tiring. 
No, it is. And it's like we talked about it before. We've talked about it a lot. You only have so much energy and it can be replenished. And so for last weekend, you give a lot of your energy away, but you receive some of it, you know, not all of it because oh, yeah. but you receive, you receive a lot of it back. And that's why it's important to put good things out there because, you know, you never know when your cup's going to be filled or when someone else's cup has to be filled. So you want to be able to share. My cup energy. gets filled through this. It, my cup does get filled through this. Um, for sure. Like I, I love seeing the success of those others and that fills my cup. The stories fill my cup. It just takes a lot of energy out of me to do it. <laughs> and it's funny because I think it's the same thing for me, like with Vegas, right? Is it takes a lot of mental and emotional energy mm -hmm. and it's almost like, it's going to sound really dumb. It's almost like you're giving out UV rays, then you get UVB rays back and you're like, it's a different energy I'm getting back. And I like that I'm getting it, but it doesn't. Yep. So that's why you're still tired. You know, you're tired. You're not so much fatigued, but you're tired from in a good way. In a really in a good, good way. way. Yeah. In a really good way. Yeah. So we had that Brandon's still in Arizona and um, it's weird because we are used to being together 24 seven now for the last two to three years. We talk about this often, you and I, and now we've been apart for over a week. And, um, the only good thing is, is that I get to watch whatever the hell I want. And I have been. So you stayed up late watching Netflix. I did. <laughs> uh, I did. And then Bodie went, um, he was in that Sioux Falls show, which was really big. I heard and good. Um, and he had a fantastic show. He did. Yeah. What that is like what we talked about last weekend though, for me, because, um, that, you just wait, Remy, wait till your boys get to that point where they're starting to do things on their own. And you're like, shit. I mean, I've only got like three more years left with Bodie. Oh, it's a... I know I had a friend one time. She's like, I can't wait till my baby can walk. And I was like, I'm not that far ahead of you, but you will miss each of those stages in turn. You'll, you will like the new stages too, but you will miss each of those stages in turn i don't want my kids to grow up i mean i do but i don't i like having them around me too i mean I, there are a lot of days where i i don't not want them around but i really want to i don't even know and then i see moments like this and i'm like oh man it goes oh, so fast he had a very he had a very good show. I kept seeing him popping up in the winter circle. I tried to watch, but the live feed didn't really work. So yeah, it's kind of a tin can down there. So I suppose that um, it wasn't the best. But what about you? Uh, so we had we had stuff all weekend, and then we had baseball all day Saturday. Uh, we had a very hard loss Saturday evening, and. Uh, Again, right, like coaching styles. So we played Kyle's coach from last year, who I wasn't a huge fan of then. And I remember uh, the story. And uh, so he, they beat us on technicalities. They did not play us. They beat us on technicalities. And one of the things is he tried to get Kyle called out because in our little league, you can't lead off until the ball is across the plate. And um, Kyle doesn't lead off anyway. And so the coach like comes out and he's yelling and he's like, ah, 
like you need to throw them out. So I made sure I really watched the next time. So here the glove, the ball hit the glove and Kyle leads off. And he comes like storming out of the thing again. I was just like, okay. And then um, the gloves came the, off. Yeah. And I, I, I like, I held it together and one of, and later in the game, uh, an out, there should have been an out call. They didn't call the out. Yeah, or They called the out, and then their coaches came out, and they overturned the call. And there's another dad next to me, and he's like, you know, this is why she's out, blah, blah, blah. Because there's this girl. There's this girl that's on the other team. And, I mean, she is ice cold. She is amazing. She is so good. But she ran out of the baseline. There's a couple things. She ran out of the baseline. She didn't tag home plate. Um, there's just a couple of reasons she should have been out. And so the dad is like yelling at the ump and the ump's like, I'm going to throw you out. He was like, good, throw me out. And I was like, okay, but so your coach can scream at my 10 year old son across the field. But it was, it got like real heated, but the little girl, she's awesome. She plays second and she pitches <laughs> and she is like, James goes, go see if you can trade one of ours for her. So, um, so we had, baseball on Saturday. Um, and then it was T's birthday on Sunday. So nice. Uh, we, the boys worked around the house and cleaned up. I barbecued a lot of stuff and then a bunch of people came over and all the kids were swimming, which was kind of sad for Tiana's birthday. Cause he's a cast on. So he can't oh, swim. He can't. And, uh, and that was it. And then we just did, you know, work again, working baseball this week. So Oh. But I did, hold on. We did get our code finally for Bones Coffee. Where is this? Oh, nice. This, this is amazing. It's called a s'more time cold brew latte. It tastes oh. like s'mores and coffee, and it's awesome. So if you guys go to bonescoffee.com at checkout, our code is cowgirls. That's simple. You should be able to remember that. With a, C, a capital C or lowercase? I think it's a capital C. I don't think it's case sensitive. Oh. So, you know. But I will post a link later and hopefully I'll I'll get this video and I'll put a little banner running across the bottom. So, but uh, we're supposed to get rain today. It was 90 and it was 100, no, it was uh, 95 at the ball field on Saturday morning. And um, I've had to wear a sweatshirt every day this week. So I don't, I don't know what's happening in California, but you know, oh, we, yeah. we, we usually bypass spring. I mean, that's not new. We usually go from like 50 to 90, but we went from 50 to 90 back to like 55 again. So it has been, um, cold here and windy, but I suppose we need the wind to dry out all the mud and rain. Um, but it has been really nice the last couple of days and it's supposed to go back into being cold and shitty next week and i'm like i hate that i just wish that it would be cold and shitty cold and shitty cold and shitty and then one day the clouds open up and the sun comes out and it's beautiful for the rest of the time not gonna I mean, be you got short sleeves on i got a i do i mean i got a long sleeve pajama shirt on that's what i'm, that's what I'm rocking i was right. gonna tell you that it's super cute <laughs> it's, it's like a, i mean it's just like a, a normal like long sleeve yeah i don't, I don't know <laughs> um so for this week, well, this weekend, uh, yesterday or a couple days ago, Remy and I were talking about what we were going to talk about today. And I'm like, well, I just, I heard a lot of this over the weekend. And one of the things was kind of directed at me and uh, 
how I felt and so anywho um I don't know how we're gonna word this for me but I'll tell you the story and then we can go from there uh so the top hand challenge was over on Saturday night and somebody well somebody had come to me on Saturday morning and said hey did you see that there were some flyers for another top hand around here they're up and around here it's in South Dakota what do you know about that and I said I have no idea what you're talking about it is not mine I'm not in no way shape or form associated with it I have no clue and they're like well aren't you pissed and I said well I wish they would have named it something different but um at the end of the day, they cannot recreate me. So I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I'm not going to spend a lot of energy on it. But like I told Remy, I heard a lot of people throughout the weekend, random people, talk about similar stories as of that one and just other areas of their life, other things non-related to that horse show. But it was similar stories and people were spending a lot of time and energy being pissed off about things that probably didn't pay to be pissed off about. And so when, and I had heard those conversations and I was just thinking to myself, oof, it takes a lot of energy to be mad about something like that. And then I got the question asked me and I was like, well, I guess I'm just not going to put the energy into being pissed off about that is the way I felt. So Remy and I in turn got to talking about how do you feel when somebody basically takes an idea or copies something that you're doing or am I wording that right, Remy? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, so is it flattery and fangirling or is it taking what you've built? Right. And that's where I think you have to be careful about what energy you put out there. So again, right. We've talked about some of our troubles here at the ranch. <laughs> And, uh, um, right. Everyone wants to be, everybody wants to be you until they really got to be you. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be you until they really got to put the work in because, um, to be honest, there's some days I'd give you my business, come do what you're going to do. And, um, hold on one moment momentarily. Apparently my husband thinks I ran away. He's like, where are you? <laughs> okay. Let's go back to it. There we go. Okay. Back. Um, so you, right. So on a scale of when people try and copy us, is it flattering a little bit? Uh, but they can't be me again, but they can try. And in the interim, they can really hurt my business. So that's where I think it's, there's this level of how, of how much energy do you put into yeah. it? Right. And, and like, it's like, I, I'm confident. Again, I'm confident, right? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to be me. Oh, well shit. Someone actually tried this time. Still didn't work out for them. But in the meantime, really fucked my life up for a little bit. So. I think it does depend on the situation. Like you said, it is situational because we had, 
probably 15 minute conversation about this the other day. And you're like, you know, you would ask me multiple times. So you're not offended at all. Or, and then I got to thinking about it and I'm like, you know, maybe it just depends on the situation. Like in my particular case from this weekend, that really wasn't that big of a situation for me where I really felt attacked or do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, that one was, I'm just, I knew when I saw it, like, well, I'm not going to put that much energy into it. Um, yeah. So it's like, we have a, we have some friends that do, um, they made rant, they did a, they made a ranch riding association around here. They've done a phenomenal job. The artwork's great. They promoted it. They've gotten sponsors. They've done just a phenomenal job. Right. And another arena pretty much took all of their stuff, including like their graphics and everything. Right. And then, so they're getting phone calls for the same kind of thing, right? They named it the same thing. They use the same kind of signage and font and all of that. So they made it look very similar and people are getting, they're getting phone calls about it. And they're like, Oh, well, you know, they said this and this and this, they're like, that's not our thing. So again, that's something to be offended about because not only did you not do anything original, you, you went so far as to copy everything they'd done and then not produce the same product. And I think that's the hard part for me, right? I produce a very good product. You produce a very good product. And when you want to ride my coattails and you don't do as good of a job as me, I feel like it. not only did you take money from me, it also now reflects poorly on me, right? Because well, if, so if people, if people think that she's connected to you and she's not, we're not saying that she is, but by advertising at your show and kind of insinuate and, and, and moving in that circle, if you somehow get connected to something that isn't good, just by, just by proximity, yeah. now it affects your, now it affects what you've built, not even money and not even so much money wise, but it affects what you've built and you spent a long time building and creating and making better. And that's where I think it's, it's tough now. Uh, well, I mean, unless you're Amazon, pretty much all ideas came from somebody else. You know what I mean? Like there's not very many things in this world that are originals. Everything is a spin-off of something somebody else has already done. Like, in, it, so when we talk about an academia, right, it's influenced by something influenced. else. Influenced. Okay. Influenced. influenced by something else. <laughs> um, true. And Tapian Cowgirl was influenced by somebody else. And I called her and had a, conversation with her about what I wanted to do. I wanted to make it different and I, different from hers, but the, the original idea was definitely influenced by what my experience was with her. And so I do think that common courtesy would be that, but. So it's like, look, look I'll use a minor thing that is not offensive. So. I've been wearing denim on denim and a shark creased hat for a long time. Right. It's, it's been my style. It's easy. Uh, I didn't, I'll tell you where I got it from. I didn't get it from other girls. I didn't get it from watching rodeos. There's a couple guys out here, uh, Dan Denmark and Ryan Martin. Um, they're from different Indian reservations and they always had these sharp. He truly is a denim Dan. Yes, he is. He's amazing. Oh He's, He's such a hand. But like they always had the sharp creased pants and the sharp creased denim and the sharp creased hat. And I was like, 
that is the look I want. So again, I didn't take, I, I took it from someone else and then you'll watch people. They're like, Oh, well it's because of so-and-so. And I was like, no, no, I can show you the two guys I copied. I can show you who I thought I wanted to look like. And, uh, so again, like that's not offensive to me, but certain things are, right? You want to come in and you want to put on a show and you want to be as good as me and you want to do all those things. Well, I spent 20 years getting this good at what I've done and you don't get to come in and be as good and you might be successful for a little bit and it hurts in the short term, but um, you're not going to do it long term because it there isn't a ton of money in what we do, especially if you're not efficient about it. Um you know, we, we ran Vegas really on for as big as that show is. And that show is a monster. We run that on a skeleton crew also, you know, and our stuff around the house, like we're putting on a show in Norco May 19th through the 21st with a 10,000 added but because we have to pay for the arena. We have three days worth of events, right? Friday, we have a clinic in the morning, followed by an R and C followed by our Friday night lights. Saturday is all day sorting. And then Sunday is team penny. And so like, one of my clients is like, man, you're really putting a lot in there. I said, well, you got to pay for the arena. You have you to. Will now do everything you can to make it make money where, you know, I, I would still, we were, you know, Saturday and Sunday, we're still going to be the same here at the house, but I wasn't going to have to really hustle on Friday to do a thousand different things to make sure that it, made sense and that we're offering enough for people, right? If you're going to come and now you're going to pay for stalls, how do I offer you a better product, more of a product? You know, like how do I offer you everything that you want so that you will come and partake of my business and make it financially viable and fun for us? It is, uh, it does, you do have to cram in a lot of stuff. Um, one thing that I will say that I feel bad about I don't feel bad about I just I shouldn't say feel bad about I know I have to do something about it and Remy and I are a lot alike in the fact that we are both lone rangers like we feel like we can do a lot of stuff on our own and it's probably a curse more than a a good thing even though we think that we're super women it is probably more of a curse than anything because it's hard for us to accept help that is offered to us. I am getting better. I don't know about you, but I know I am getting better. I, I've gotten way, I've gotten way better. I was having this conversation with one of my friends the other day. Like when I was younger, I would never be like, Oh yeah, you want to help me? Great. Thanks for the help. And now I'm like, Oh, you want to help me? Perfect. You can go Let do this. Get but, your list. <laughs> yeah. But I still, but I still like, I, it's not that I micromanage, right? I'm still very particular about what I'll let people help me with because it's, uh, but I'm getting better at understanding. I've always known my strengths and weaknesses, but that still has not deterred me from trying to do it all. And now I'm just like, you know what? I'm doing a disservice to people because I'm trying to make my weaknesses, my strengths, and I'm not doing a good job about it. So I need to give that piece of things to somebody who is going to do a good job about it and cares about it. And I, I have found two who do, so that is helping. But as you evolve, you have to change. And I don't feel like I've done a very good job changing as I evolve. So that is something that I've been writing down and thinking about because if you think about it, if you don't change, Jeremy, 
you will be left in the dust. Mm-hmm. And I'm like nervous because I feel like I haven't, I haven't done anything in the last year or so to, to change. And I need to for the tap in stuff. Uh, I, I think the other thing too is when you're really good at what you do, we've talked about this on here, right? You're held to a different standard, which is like, if like our shows have to run on time, we have to be efficient. Now I'll go to other shows where computers go down and it's not that people don't have a little bit of grace for us, but um, there's a promoter that came down here and someone's like, Oh, all the other promoters now have to step up their game. Look at all this added money. Well, I'm looking at the added money and it's like a hundred or $2 a class. Oh, they're giving out saddles. You guys should give out saddles. Then I see the win picture, right? And this is a show in 2023 and the saddle is from uh, 2018, 2019, like the fender. They didn't even change the fender out on the saddle. And I was like, cool. If we can give away saddles from forever ago, I got 24. I can give away three saddles and eight penny classes if I can just give away my old stuff, right? But had I done that, had I as a promoter, had JR Productions as a promoting company or as a production company, given away a four-year-old saddle, I'd have been crucified because I do my job and I do it very well and we offer a fantastic product. But where they forgive someone else, we are not forgiven. And again, we've been very good at our jobs, right? So now we're held to a different standard and it is, that's the not fun part of evolution, right? Is if you did it well last year, you have to do it bigger and better because good is no longer good enough, right? Because you did it so well, they now expect more. And that gets tiring. Like always being perfect gets tiring. Now you can evolve and that's what we're, you know, that's what we've done. We've added some classes or we've changed some things. But, you know, I think that it's like if your top hand cowgirl works really well, maybe people should realize how well it's crafted, right? And that's what I think, why I get tired about some stuff is I'm offering you something better than everyone else. And it's taken us 20 years to perfect all of this. I can hear your phone going. It's taken us 20 years to perfect all of this. And why is that not good enough, right? Why do you need something else and not even a better product from someone else? Just because it's different makes it better? Well, it's not better. And you hear all the things, not all the fluff on the top. You hear all the problems behind it. And it's like, but I offer you something that's great. And because you're used to it being great, you can't see the greatness anymore. And that's where, same thing, right? Where do you, what, what do you fight for? Okay, well, someone's coming in behind you to do something similar to you. Now, are they going to do it better? Well, you told me what they're charging. They're not going to do it better, you know? And I'm not trying to pick on that person. I have no idea who the person is anyway. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm. But I'm just saying, you know, it's like when someone, it's the same thing like when you see, um, it's, you know, like when you see photographers or leather workers or all these other craftsmen offer up a product and like, what's one of the first comments you'll see underneath it? I can find it somewhere else for cheaper. Okay. Can you find the same quality somewhere else for cheaper? And if you could, good on you, but I'm not responsible for what I, I mean, I am responsible for what I charge, but you need to be willing to pay what I charge if you like my product. And I say that like, not so much about what we do because in our, bye breath. Sorry. <laughs> in our, um, in our industry, you know, like our entry fees are all very similar. And so it's not the same thing, but I really see it a lot with uh, my friends that are craftsmen, you know, like, oh, I can't believe you charge this much. 
And then, you know, like I got a really cool head stall from Dusty Diamond Leather from James for Christmas. Someone goes, oh, did you make that? And I like looked at it. I was like, no way could I make that. Like I do leather work, but that is, it looks machine done and it's all done by hand. So, you know, I know how long it takes me to make not a nice one, let alone make one that nice. So she deserves to be paid for her time. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have different suggestions on how I can make the show itself better or different or just ideas for me. Everybody has their own idea and opinion, but a lot of people want to change the classes and I'm pretty, pretty particular on why I have them. And I'm pretty particular about why I do top hand and the client that I serve. I mean, I love to serve all cowgirls, but my ideal client is that woman who is the mom at the different life stages as a mom or that professional businesswoman who just can't find her footing um, horseback and wants a little extra help. Um, the person who wants to get back into showing who's, who's always helped somebody else. Uh, somebody who just doesn't have the confidence that they thought and they need somebody else to give them that confidence. That is the client I serve. And while my classes are very simple, there's a lot of horsewomen who think that the classes are easy and that can be done, that they still struggle with them too because of the horsemanship piece. And I like to teach that. Um, so I have no intention of changing the classes or doing anything different there. I just, I don't know. Well, it's so again, like, let's look at Vegas, right? We built Vegas as something called, it was like legacy championships because the U S wasn't very big. And again, we weren't trying to serve that clientele, right? Our clientele was Western States or anyone else that kind of wanted to come out and have a good time in Vegas. And we offer a lot of very even from the beginning, we offered a lot of beginner friendly classes because for us, that's our target clientele is those guys. And you have a lot of people, Remy, who they ride the legacy classes. I mean, not only were your USTPA classes really big, your legacy classes were really big as well. And those people, the majority of the people who rode legacy did not ride the US classes. Yeah. Or what they, what you see is like every year, the guys that just ride the legacy, the next year, then they feel comfortable riding up into the USTPA. So we like to offer that. And I had someone that like, oh, you could run, you know, if you would just get rid of the legacy classes, you would run, we would run shorter days. And I said, okay, but my legacy classes aren't throwaway classes. And they are important because that's how we get new people into this sport, right? That's how we get people that feel comfortable with having trash cattle, with being under the big lights in Vegas in a class that they feel they're competitive in. And again, um, you know, we, we straddle this whole, we straddle being part of a national organization and being part of a West coast organization, a West coast organization that we built, right. That we built for specific people. We did not build it for open guys. And I say that as an open writer, but you know, there's like 20 of us in the country really that go. So you can't build a show for us, right? My added money is always the like, same thing in Norco. The added money is said, um, is really set aside for the novice classes because that's my main clientele. Those are the guys that support me. Those are the guys that deserve it. And the other thing too is we've got to stop overlooking that 
part of the equation because it's not like when, when we first started out, like open riders traveled deep with clients and, and we still do, right? When I go somewhere, I changed. Yeah. But like when we, like we're one of the last guys standing that when we haul somewhere, we haul a bunch of guys with us. Like if we show up, there's a lot of guys coming with us, but the open guys aren't that way anymore, right? That you're lucky if they bring one or two clients. So it makes a big difference. Like it makes a big difference on um, how you build your shows. And, you know, again, there's just less open riders. So while they might be upset that we don't build our show for them, they're not doing anything in return. And again, they're not my core clientele because there's very few of us and they're either going to come. Like I will tell you for me as a writer, it doesn't matter if it's 10,000 added or 50,000 added. If I don't want to go, I'm not going. No amount of added money is going to make me want to go. Mm-hmm. As I'm just at that stage in my life. We've talked about it, right? We used to be mercenaries. You put up added money. We were there. The other thing too is added money is everywhere now. You can throw a rock and hit a $10,000 added show. So, you know. Well, I think that the most important thing and um, is at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do. If you know who you want to serve and who your ideal client is, that's half the battle. And both of us know that. I have gotten out of the habit of listening to podcasts since we were in Arizona. And since we've been back, I'm like, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I'm going to tickle in my throat. Um, I need to get back on listening to something. And I'm having a hard time getting back into it. So if anybody has any suggestions on who to listen okay, to. Okay, so what's funny is, so James found Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, which is the guy that... Um, Got Tony Robbins going, right? Like that was his mentor. And I love Tony. So that would be a good one. And so it's like all these old <laughs> things from like the seventies and eighties. It's all, they're all on YouTube. And a lot of it, same thing, right? Is I grew up reading philosophy. So a lot of it is actually still a philosophy that gets applied to business. And um, James like, oh, I want you to listen. And we were listening to something. And I like looked at him and I was like, did you not listen to my success podcast? I was like, I didn't have to listen to him to have those same ideas. But James really likes it because it's, um, you know, like, especially for him, uh, especially for Jim Rohn, a lot of it applies to business and how you have to work on yourself. He says, like, you know, his mentor, is it my, it's not my phone. Is it your phone that's going off that you can hear the vibrating from? Mine's not doing anything. It did ring earlier, but it's not. It could also... Disclosure, I don't have it plugged in and there's a chance that it could die before we're done. So if I go black, that's what's happening. I don't know. Something is vibrating and I don't know. I don't hear anything, Remy. Well, maybe it's on my side. That is also awkward. Okay. Anyway, I can hear vibrating. It's bothering me. Um, (laughs) You know, the like sound. Um, (laughs) Oh, anyway, so he talks about, and it's true, right? If you want to be successful in business... You have to change yourself and it's not so much you have to change what you're doing in your job, but you have to work on yourself, which is true, you know? So again, there's that flattery. So someone is flattering you by copying what you do, but they don't know what it took for you to get there. They don't know what it's going to take for you to be on top either. If that, you know, and I think you, you see a lot of people not understand that either is that you are always evolving, even if it doesn't look like from the outside, right? You're not going to change your classes. (laughs) 
but you might change some small things about the show Correct. just to Correct. reinvent it, right? So that's evolving without changing in a good way, right? You've, you're taking your product and you're making it tighter. You're making it better. You're figuring out what, what serves the most people the best, mm -hmm. not what serves a certain group. And I have this whole thing too. So as a business person, I have this whole thing that's like, you have to listen to suggestions, right? But again, we got caught in it with legacy. We listened to all these suggestions and changed it for a while and it destroyed what we built. And then we had to build it back up. And part of it was the economy, but the other part was listening to too many people. I should have just stuck to my guns and we should, James and I should have stuck to our guns and not made some changes that we made. But, um, but you have to be able to change and evolve and make your product better. But what happens is you have all these people that are like, oh, you should do this. And I finally wanted, like I had someone that would always give me advice, right, right, I always had suggestions. I finally told them, I said, you don't partake in my services enough to For give me, me suggestions. Yeah, right? You don't support me enough. So you don't see all the good that I do or all the good that we do. And I say I, but it's just, it's like, you know, it's the opposite of the royal way. It's James and I, you don't see all of the good that we do in order for you to tell me that it's not right, you know? And it's, I think it's, it's hard for people because they want to tell you how to fix it. Well, they weren't with you in the trenches or they don't know why you do what you do because they show up once a year, right? If you show up once a year, you can't tell me why you do it, what I do. So for me, I get a lot of suggestions too. And, uh, the thing that a lot of people don't understand or don't know, like I built Top Hand Cowgirl for myself. Like Top Hand Cowgirl got me through stuff and I felt like I could do the same for others. And so that's, that's what it is. So I'm very selfish. Like you can give me an idea or your opinion, but at the end of the day, it's mine. And I'm going to do exactly what I want to do with that. But it's different for me because it's not as much of a business as it is your horse shows are for you. Does that make yes. sense? Yes. But I've been able to keep Top Hand Cowgirl true to myself because of what it means to me. And I'm not, there are certain things that I will not go away from because I feel very strongly about them. Okay. So building it for you. I have a, a girlfriend again they do the ranch the ranch riding stuff right and uh she built she and her husband built that association out of watching ranch riding go at the end of days being kind of pushed aside right it was just an add-on so she sees this need she sees all these people that really want to show their horses but they don't really want to show cow horse right they don't want to do that and they want to do something more than Western pleasure. And they're not quite into the ranch horse versatility. Cause same thing we used to do, like we used to do ranch horse versatility classes here before they got really big. So like we will probably end up doing some of them again and they will look like a top hand challenge because we've been doing them off and on for 20 years. Cause we set up a trail course, like where we bring in giant trees, James digs a hole in our arena. There's a big hill. You got to, um, run through the trail course and then we usually have a cow at the end of it and you either have to rope it or load it in the trailer right like that like for us it's all really ranch work and then we would do the ranch cutting and the in and by sorting and a bunch of stuff right like iterations of ranch horse versatility that was real ranchy not just this is what it looks like when you ranch right 
And um, so she did the same thing. She found all the best parts she liked of the ranch riding and she made it into an association. And it's been a labor of love for them, but it's been a labor, right? Like they're not really making very much money and all these people think they're making money. Heads up people, if you do it with horses and cattle or anything, there's not a lot of money. There's not, you have to do a lot of things to make a little bit of money at a lot of things so that it all comes together. So, um, you know, after a couple of years of building it, they started in 2020. She has a very nice green horse that she has in training and she's shown it a couple times and had some success. And then there's all the chatter, right? Well, she's winning because she's a producer and it's a judge sport and all this stuff. And like, you know, they didn't say anything when that horse bucked through his lead changes or didn't make the lead change, right? They didn't talk shit about her then. And now there's chatter about it. And, you know, she sent me something to look at. I said, don't respond. I said, just don't respond. And I'm going to tell you not to respond out of friendship and love because I too have written those diatribes, right? Like, fuck you, fuck your mom, I'll burn your fucking house down, right? In a very, <laughs> in a very business appropriate way. But you don't send them because the people that you're trying to address and prove things to don't fucking care anyway, right? And now you're giving them fodder. And again, right, like there's a lot of horses in those classes, but she built something for her and now you've taken it away from her because she finally made it stand on its own where she can now show and you want to take it away. And it's so disheartening. And, uh, you know, and so they're just going to take a couple steps back and have some more separation but like the fact that you got to tell grown-ass adults that you're not cheating and that you've worked for three years for them to um have a really no really you really are and like same thing for her when she talks about it right when she talks about what it is she talks about the confidence you see in some of these people and how it's grown and that fills her it does it fills her cup right she has built something for all these people and now she wants to partake in it because really that's why she built it. She didn't build it so she could win. She built it. She had a place to go show. And they can't appreciate it. And for me, that that sucks and it's disheartening because, you know, she's got a full-time job. This isn't her job. She has a full-time job and she does all this stuff on the side. And, uh, you know, no one's, no one's immune to it. Everyone has it happen at some point. And if no one is copying you, then you're not successful enough. Or On you're not Friday cool enough. Before my clinic, I somebody said to me, they're like, I can't believe that you said that. That was like kind of harsh. And I was like, I don't care. I've learned like if you don't put it out there, you're better off if you just say it and put it out there and be done with it. Because then you won't have the issue. But if you don't address it, then chances are you're going to have a freaking issue. I just stood in front of them all in my clinic and there was like 20 some of them. And I said, you know, this is a fun weekend. If you are not here to learn, make friends, find the love again for your horse, find a piece of success, no matter what that may look like for you, then you're here for the wrong reasons. If you're not here to cheer everybody on, I get a lot of newbies, a lot of novice riders who this is their first time doing anything with a cow ever and they just want to see a little you know just any shred of success whatever it may look like for them yeah. it might be just walking their horse into the herd nicely because some of them can't get their horse into the herd I'm like if you can't be a cheerleader for everybody and you want to find 
something to bitch about at any point in time, then this is not for you. No, again, it's not like you're putting up, you know, it's not like you're putting up the, um, there's the, no high stakes. That's what I mean. It's not, it's not like it's on like 30,000 added the first place. No, right? it's no. about, it's about, because this is aside a starting from, point. you know, aside from that, you're going to get some awards, right? It is, it's about the camaraderie. It's about the horsemanship. It's about finding pieces of yourself out there. And I do, I think you get those guys and we see it at our shows too, right? Like we talk about our Friday night lights. That is a, a feeding pool for bigger shows for some people. A lot of people, that's all they're going to want to do. And that's okay, right? They want to come, spend a little bit of money, have fun with their friends, have fun with some cows, eat some tacos, and soar, right? Yeah. And it's fun for them. So you can't, and then you get some people that'll come, like some of our more advanced writers will come on a Friday night. And it's like, you almost have to ask them to leave because I'm like, you are ruining this great thing. For a lot of people, they aren't trying to go win the world. They're not trying to set the world on fire. They want to come play with some cows, hang out with their friends, have a couple drinks, eat some tacos and be good. And right? we, ha we have a lot of people who are seasoned veteran riders who are experienced. And I feel like all I had to do was just politely remind them that you could be the mentor this weekend to these women. So you need to help and step up your game too as far as mentorship goes and be a cheerleader for them. Don't try to find something that's going wrong. Don't try to point out different rules that may or may not be in place because that is not what we are about. This is a welcome space for everybody. Make them feel welcome. And I think that we've done a very good job about that, but it's because I'm very clear. Like, if you want to be a bitch, then you need to go somewhere else. If you want to be a Karen, then you need to go someplace else because I want none of it. There's enough places that you can be <laughs> things and they welcome it. This is not one of them. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think that's, I, I think we've talked about it too, right? You have to set a tone as a producer for your show. And, uh, you know, we didn't really have that many problems with Vegas. Um, I had one no. big problem. You know, I had one, no, it wasn't, it wasn't even a big problem, <clears throat> but we had one problem in Vegas and I called the person I go, look, you're the only one that didn't understand the rules. Only one. And of course, it's an open rider. It's always an open rider. And part of, of it is because, part of it is because we, we know more, right? Like, so we know how to push things. Like, you're the only one that didn't understand it. And I was so tired by the time it happened. And I was like, I will take the assault charge. I'll punch you in the face. I'm so good. I'm done. And he just laughed at me. And he was like, ah, oh, you know, like, but it's the same thing. I, I have a lot, I have a long-term relationship with this person. And, uh, but I was just like, I'm tired. I'm not fighting with you. If you want your money back, I'll just give you your money back and pull you out of the class. And he's like, no, no, I'll fix it. Right. Right. And he's like, he's like, I'll fix it. But it was one of those things. Had I just bowed down and rolled over, he'd have taken advantage of that too. But you know, open eyes figure out how to push just enough, right. Just enough to get what we want. And that's, again, uh, I had guys that came to Vegas for the first time from Texas and stuff. And, We've, we've always had guys from Texas, but every year at the U.S. finals, there's a general membership meeting. And every year I stand up and I talk about the atmosphere on the West Coast compared to going to Texas. Right. Or any or like, you know, the the big shows back there as compared to the big shows out here. And it's longstanding. This is nothing new. Now, out here, it's always been like when you see people in the morning. Good morning. How's it going? And you would talk to people. And a lot of it is because there's other cattlemen that used to be the open riders out here. Right. 
you would have to deal with them outside of the penning arena. And I remember going to Texas and from the time that I was little, no one talked until the open was done, right? They needed to win their money first. And then it was like, hey, how's it going? That's not a great atmosphere when you're trying to grow a sport and you don't want it to be so cutthroat. Look, we all want to win. I am not saying that at all. We all want to win. We all want to win for big money. But I, those guys that had never been to a show out here, you know, that are from that, that USTPA ingrained different mentality than we have. And uh, the one guy goes, I see what you're talking about. He's like, because this is as competitive of an open as I've seen anywhere. He's like, and you guys are still friendly and talking and helping and doing all the things, like the whole group, right? Not just us. It's Brandon. It's the other Canadians. It's all these guys because the atmosphere is different. It isn't show up, win, and burn everybody else's house down, right? It's show up, win, hang out in the stands, talk to people, make relationships, do all those things. And again, it's it's a, it's what we fostered. It's something new. It's not the same, same old, same old. And I think you, you know, you have to figure out how to replicate that. And it's hard to replicate. But again, open writers are going to push it. You just have to keep us all in line. And I say us because I will push things too. So. <laughs> Absolutely. You, I mean, all open writers are the same they're competitive that's why they're mm -hmm. open writers <laughs> well uh, Ray, i better get off of here before my phone dies but um it was a good conversation and i think that it's something that we've all encountered at some point in our life and i think that before you answer somebody when they bring something like this to you that you think need to think about it because um it does take up a lot of energy and a lot of space in your head, in your life. And I think that each circumstance is different. So handle it accordingly. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing, right? You want to copy my hat shape. It doesn't bother me. I think it's cool as shit. You should think it's cool as shit too. Right. But you want to copy my business and try and take it from me. That's a different conversation I'm going to have to have. Or at least I'm going to have to think about it. I do. You have to pick your hill to die on. Not all of them are worth dying on. And right. honestly, I probably should have let the other thing with the other arena go. And then I wouldn't be in the same gym that I'm in because the advertising is what got us in trouble. Jealousy is what got us in trouble. I should have stayed the course and been confident in what I'd built. You know, it's a... Uh... I know. It's like you look back and I guess... So that's, there's it's a lot of could have, would have, should have yeah yeah it is it's part of growing i guess <laughs> well good conversation um until next week be bold be brave be humble i remembered Thank you. <laughs> Woo. all right have a good weekend everybody we'll talk to you next time bye